Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, which beer brand is highly encouraging you to give rim jobs this month? Plus, I'm sick and tired of Asians bragging about their dumplings. Chris Chan calls from prison, and the future of television is a lickable, flavorful flat screen. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Great Moments in Gay Sex. Oh, oh fuck me, man. Put that big one in me. Huh? 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Oh, 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 fuck. That's good. Oh, fuck. Hey, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I just. Ah, Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, please fuck me. Oh, fuck, okay. Uh, okay. The Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. The guy, he's in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. I just want to say, how dare you? Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you for the Wednesday show. Got a great program. Uh, real quick, before we get into audio, short programming note. Uh, tomorrow's show may be delayed or postponed because, yes, I got to go back and do another sleep study. They called and uh, they thought it would be a good idea to do it as soon as possible because get this. I won't have to take another COVID test because COVID tests are good for two weeks. Isn't that the stupidest shit you've ever heard? Like a lot can go down in two weeks, right? I, I could get a COVID test test negative, then go on a carnival cruise and, uh, you know, swing by Wuhan, China, fucking ground zero for COVID, then come back and take my sleep study all within a two-week span. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I don't have to take another, you know, COVID test because I don't want to jam that fucking swab up my nostril. But this idea that you're like, after you take a test, you're immune for two weeks is silly. I told you guys during my uh, last sleep study, I had trouble sleeping. I only slept like uh, two hours or something like that. So uh, they prescribed some Ambien. I'm going to be knocked the fuck out. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'll let you guys know how it all goes. Uh, The nurse on the phone today was telling me, like, even after I do this study, they will order the CPAP machine if I need it. But uh, it may not come for like one to six months because of supply chain issues. Which, okay, like, I've been sleeping without a machine my entire life. I'll probably be okay for the next month or two or whatever. But what about the people who are diagnosed with severe sleep apnea? You're told at the end of the study, you stop breathing on average 58 times an hour. And typically when you stop breathing, you do it for 15 to 45 seconds. It's like, you know, a lot of oxygen not going to your brain. You know, know, the person's probably freaked the fuck out. And then on top of it, they're like, yeah, uh, it's going to be about six months before we can even do anything for you. Just try not to die uh, within that time. Really focus on breathing while you sleep. Anyway, if I do miss the show tomorrow, we'll just push everything back. Friday will be a Sideshow exclusive episode. We'll do a weekend podcast. You know how it goes. All right, listen, I've got a bunch of great audio to share with you today. We kick things off with new Chris Chan audio. Yes, a call from prison. Chris Chan, I, I, Christine, I'm sorry. Christine Weston Chandler. You may remember last year on my birthday, 
one of the best birthday gifts I ever received. Chris Chan was arrested for fucking his mother. <laughs> it's like the greatest distorted view story, right? Yes, uh, he he banged his mom, who is feeble, maybe senile. He was thankfully apprehended, uh, thrown into jail. Again, this was back in August. He is still rotting away in prison. But, you know, in this phone call, he is oddly upbeat. That's uh, a true sign of an insane person, of course. Yeah, I'm having the time of my life in prison. Things are going well. Got a lot to look forward to. I don't know how this phone call was arranged. It's uh, it was obviously recorded by a troll who uh, you know is pretending to befriend Chris Chan. The audio isn't great, so I will try to uh, relay what he's saying uh, so you guys can understand here. Very well. Things are going well. Yeah, the food is not the best, but the people are great. Chris is making a lot of friends. I don't think he understands that he's in prison. Again, hard to understand, but I think you get a good idea of Chris's mindset here. His mind is collapsing. Uh, he says, I'm literally fighting a whole bunch of demons and villains, and I'm defending cities saving uh, the world multiple times, and I've been answering prayers. I think Chris Chan is convinced uh, she is the second coming of Christ. I'm definitely not lazy. Especially during time constraint, and we're going to have the second coming happen really in the very, very near future, not collectively shipping. Everybody is a majority to 197 Earth anyway. Yes, Chris says he's not lazy, he's been very busy, and he's going to shift people to a C-197 Earth, which I guess is like a multiverse-type thing. It's a, it's a different Earth. Ah, uh, well, only my mother and Manuel, God above God, knows that detail. Yeah, in that clip, I'm more concerned with the gunshots being fired at Chris Chan. I think he's trying to say that uh, only his mom and God know uh, the exact details of uh, when he's going to shift people to the new Earth. Ah, uh, well, only my mother and Manuel, God above God, knows that detail. Uh, I, be- I believe those are fireworks. I don't think anyone's shooting at Chris. I'm not allowed to know the specific day and hour. But she knows it, and I know it's in the very, very near future. So it's and everything. And also, it definitely emphasizes the deeper reasoning why uh, I ended up taking the hiatus while writing, drawing the Christmas episode of Sonic Chew during book number 11. I don't know what the hell he's talking about here. Sonic Chew, book 11. Yeah. All right, but yes, I want to call you and wish you more a happy Christmas and weekend. Yeah, Chris Chen was calling just to wish this person um, a Merry Christmas. So if you were curious about Chris Chan, how he was doing, uh, apparently he's fine. I mean, not mentally. He's, you know, cuckoo crazy bananas, but he seems happy. I hope this is all part of his upcoming defense. You know, he's going to plead insanity. Might just work out for him. Wasn't he calling himself Mama for a while and acting as if he was the queen of the universe and he was going to open a rift to another dimension and transfer people to that new dimension where Sonic Chew lives? Yeah, he should tell the judge that. 
or just pull down his pants and show the judge his pussy hole, which isn't really a pussy hole. Remember, he got like a cut or something on his taint and it got infected and the wound never healed. So Christian just started fingering it and making it bigger. He thought God or the universe was um, providing a, a, a cunt for him. I mean, if you haven't been following the saga of Chris Chan, uh, you've really been missing out. All right, we got to move on, though. I love this next clip because it's uh, relatively short. It takes place in another country, but that's okay. Despite it not being in English, it's one of those universally entertaining clips. No matter what language you speak, you can get enjoyment out of this. Uh, we've got uh, a couple people fucking in a bush. filming our laughing, of course. Is that Wario getting laid? Me no nut yet. Can't tell if the guy's enjoying himself or if he's crying here. Maybe it's the woman moaning. I don't know what those sex noises are, but uh, someone passing by does not appreciate having to witness two people fucking in a bush. She just happens to have a giant piece of wood in her hands, and she's going to start swatting this plank at the people in the bushes. hitting them. <laughs> you know what those two people having sex in the bushes sounded like? Um, uh, you know that turtle that was like fucking a shoe or something? Maybe it was having sex with another turtle. Getting its dick wet in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, it makes that noise. <laughs> The guy in the bush was more like eh, eh. Oh, the, the, the turtle, by the way, is most definitely fucking another turtle. And that turtle does not seem impressed. Seems bored and slightly annoyed. Believe me, I know that look. Moving on now, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to make Distorted View Daily just a little more family friendly. Not everything I do has to be fucking this and comfort that and prolapsed assholes. It gets tiresome. It's lazy is what it is. I would really love it if uh, everyone, young and old, could enjoy Distorted View Daily, maybe together. It could bring families closer. So today, we take a first step. If you're a parent, invite your children to come listen to this next segment. It's not only entertaining, it's educational. One of the best, most effective ways children learn is through song. I found a very fun and unique version of the alphabet song that I would like to share with you now. Take a listen. Oh yeah, we all know this. Should support. D 
It should be noted that they're not talking about the musical instrument drums. Pretty sure they're talking about uh, drum magazines, you know, the kind that store rounds of ammunition. Yes, this is the alphabet song for children of gun nuts. My two favorite moments. We're only up to D, but I already have a few favorite moments. One, there's no such thing as an assault rifle. That's made up. And uh, C, which is for uh, compliance, which no one should support. D is for drums, which are sometimes super fun. E is for explosives, fun for everyone. (laughs) F is for firearms, the best are unknown. G is for ghost guns, which everyone should own. H is for holster that I wear on my shoulder. I is for iron sights for people. working hard <laughs> to fit the lyrics into the tune here. The video, there's a book, actually, like a coloring book of the, the gun ABCs, and uh, there are some children uh, coloring in the very poorly, by the way. They're, maybe they should be less concerned about shooting guns and a little more worried about staying within the lines. I will say this, uh, children are learning way more about guns than I know. Like I have no idea what even a, a ghost gun is. After uh, a short instrumental break here, we get back to the alphabet. L is for lasers, for people who can aim. M is for (laughs) machine guns, the prices are insane. N is for MFA, which shouldn't even be a thing. O is for optics, making targets go ting-ting. P is for pistols, much better than your fist. Q is for questioning why gun laws even exist. Sleep tight, kids. <laughs> Stay armed or get shot. Why is for you? Stay armed or get shot. Z is for zero. Makes your shots all right. Thanks for singing with us and have a great night. There you go. That's the Gun ABCs. Keeping with the musical theme, I've got one more song I wanted to share with you today. Is this a Linda Finkel Hall of Famer? I'll let you be the judge. It certainly has a nice beat, right? Kind of sounds good. Although songs have tricked me like that before. First 30 seconds or so are fine, and then the screeching starts. Let me fast forward here and uh, see what we're in for. Oh. It's a different language. It's like Indian or something, but uh, he's not bad. There's some auto tune going on there. He's not great, but I've heard much worse. Why am I playing this on TV? What was that? I'm a black Oh, right. That's why I'm playing this song. 
I'm a black nigga. Uh, one, I don't think you are what you say you are here. Two, I don't know the rules. Is this guy allowed to say he's a black N-word? He's he's dark-skinned, like even for an Indian. <laughs> I feel like I'm being racist, even though I'm trying very, very hard not to be. But yeah, you know, he's, he's like a dark-skinned Indian guy, but he's not an African or an African-American. But maybe there are different rules in India or wherever the hell he's at. I think you're only allowed to call black people the N-word. I mean, white people are not allowed to, but other black people can call black people the N-word. Black people can use the N-word on themselves or other people. Indians, I'm sorry, you're out of bounds here. The artist's name is Lil Blackout. He's really all in on this black thing. You know, his name's Lil Blackout. The song is called Black Nigga. Is, he, is this in English and I'm just not understanding it because the accent's so thick? I think he's talking about his car here. He's got a big budget car. Is that what he's saying? I'm a black nigga. That's really the takeaway of this song. He wants you to know he's a black N word. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Great song. Oh, maybe that lyric was about his big black cock. Wow, you're just trying to take everything from the black man, aren't you? Their words, the fact they are well endowed. Talk about co-opting one's culture. Big budget cock? I have no idea. If anyone can translate this, please email me. All right, let's move on. Yes, move on, but we're still going to try to keep it a little racist. We're going to stay in that neighborhood for a while. The next few clips have nothing to do with African-Americans, though, uh, and everything to do with Asians. You know, since this COVID-19 pandemic started, there's been a lot of hate towards Asians. It's their fault they brought it over here. You know, that line of thinking. Usually it's uh, dumb white people screeching the hate speech. In this clip, uh, we're up in Canada. It's a a French-Canadian woman who seems to have a real problem with the Asians. Take a listen. This takes place in a uh, grocery store. The Chinese people who are M2M with those fucking people who create all of this fucking epidemic who became a pandemic is because of you, Chinese people. Fuck you. Oh, I love her accent. Kind of makes the hate she's spewing sound nice. It's always funny when you get someone yelling, screaming racist stuff at People who live in the same country as you. Yeah, they're Asian, but they don't live in China. They've got nothing to do really with what's going on over there. Anyway, next in the video, the woman whips out her phone because she uh, sees she's being recorded. She does that move where like, uh, yeah, you're filming me. I'm filming you. And by the way, you're recorded. And if if you try to do any harm, I'm a big lawyer. She keeps saying that she's a big lawyer. She's got a family that's lawyers. Fuck you, loser. It goes on and on from there. The other Asian hate clip is uh, more interesting to me. This is great. This is uh, a voicemail left to an Asian American news anchor. Apparently, a white viewer was very upset that this woman was throwing her Koreanness in all of our faces. It's uncalled for. It's un-American. And she should really know that most of the people in the United States are white. So tone that Ching Chung shit down, Connie Chung. All right, let's hear how dumb this bitch sounds. Hi, um, this evening your Asian um, anchor uh, mentioned something about being Asian and Asian people eat 
dumplings on New Year's Day and um, kind of take offense to that. Of course you do. She's got that voice that tells me she takes offense to just about everything she hears. Just to recap, what happened was on New Year's, this woman was doing the news and mentioned, uh, yeah, later today I'll probably be eating some dumplings. It's an Asian tradition. That was most likely the extent of it. This viewer was so incensed with what she heard. She she found the phone number to the local news station and got this Asian anchor's extension to leave a voicemail. Dumplings on New Year's Day and... Um Kind of take offense to that because what if one of your white anchors said, Well, uh, white people eat this on uh, New Year's Day? She's so dumb, she doesn't even understand that's like not an equivalent thing. It's no different than saying, like, um, you know, Italians eat fish on Christmas, so tonight I'm going to eat fish. Would this woman be upset with that? No, because I look white. It's only because, like, ethnically. This news anchor looks different, not white. Now she's throwing it all in our faces. Meanwhile, the male white anchor, who is of German descent, was like, I'm going to have some sauerkraut. Maybe cram a few sausages down my throat. It's also how I spent my New Year's. But I'm sure this viewer wouldn't have a problem with that, at least with the, the German guy. She may have a problem with me sucking a bunch of New Year's dick. But hey, that's my culture. It's a tradition. All right, let me finish up with this call. Um, I don't think it was appropriate that she said that. And she was being very Asian. And <laughs> She's being too Asian. Very Asian. And very Asian. I don't know. Uh, she can keep her Korean um, to herself. All right, sorry. Uh, it was annoying. because... <laughs> If a white person would say that, it, they would get fired. <laughs> so say something about what white people eat. So, all right, thank you. There you go. Another valid concern from a white victim just airing her grievances. No word yet on if the news anchor is going to tone down her Koreanness or not. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news. Right up. <laughs> There are multiple ways to get exclusive content from Distorted View Daily. Of course, we've got the Sideshow website, superfreaksideshow.com. You can sign up over there, download episodes right from the website, and get access to special RSS feeds that are password protected. They contain all of the free and exclusive shows. It works with most podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, many of the Android apps. More information is over there at superfreaksideshow.com. If you use Spotify primarily to listen to podcasts, you can now subscribe and get exclusive episodes right in Spotify. And finally, if you're not so tech savvy and you don't want to deal with RSS feeds and stuff and you use Apple, you can now subscribe and get access to exclusive shows right in the Apple Podcast app. Just be aware that this one is a work in progress. Every day I'm uploading older exclusive shows. Today, I think we got all the way back to June of 2021. Every day, I try to do at least three months worth. It's a, it's a time-consuming process. But yeah, if you sign up, you'll always have something new to listen to as I continue to add these older exclusive programs. So just uh, three, you know, really three different ways to get Sideshow content. The normal way through Super Freak Sideshow, and of course, Spotify. And now you can go right through Apple Podcast apps. All right. That's enough of that. 
thank you to all of my Sideshow members, regardless of how you consume the content. All right, uh, three very quick stories now. First up, Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, a favorite among hipsters. At least it used to be. I don't know if that's still the case. Growing up, that was my dad's favorite. I just assumed it it was because it was cheap, right? And and we're white trash. The perfect fit. Maybe that's why hipsters globbed onto it. Anyway, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon is in a bunch of hot water for a tweet. Now, all these companies want their uh, Twitter accounts to take after Wendy's. Say snarky things, reply and roast other Twitter users. It's a balancing act, though. Sometimes you can go too far. Pabst Blue Ribbon was really uh, entering 2020, and they were coming in rather hot. This all has to do with uh, that uh, dry January thing we were talking about the other day on the podcast. You know, this idea that people take a break from drinking booze for the entire month of January. Well, booze and beer companies don't like that idea. Obviously, their sales would go down, right? So, Pabst tweeted, not drinking this January? Try eating ass. Like, I don't know if they were trying to be helpful. Like, hey, to get your mind off of uh, the fact you're not drinking any beer, try eating butt. Something to do. Something to put your mouth around. Or if they were, like, being mean. Like, hey, you're not going to drink our beer this January? Well, fuck you, eat ass. It's so hard to tell what they were going for. Well, when someone on Twitter asked the company what the tweet against dry January was all about, it said, it's about ass and eating it. Paps really doubling down on the whole ass-eating thing. The tweet went viral as users expressed their shock the official brand would use such crass language to discuss those trying to cut back their alcohol intake in the new year. One user took the opportunity to make fun of the beer company, writing, PBR or ass? Really, what's the difference? Paps, still cranky, replied, ask your mom. Twitter users quickly memed the tweet, making fun of the thought process behind the social media campaign gone wrong. I think that's what really got the Pabst people a little nervous. While PBR's Twitter account didn't publicly address the inappropriate posts, they were deleted by Monday afternoon. When asked for comment, the company wouldn't elaborate on its social media strategy. Or who the fuck was in front of the computer at the time? What intern wrote that? I guess Pabst was also promoting a competing campaign to dry January that they called wet January. I don't know if that had anything to do with ass. Like wet ass, getting ass wet, or if it was pretty much about drinking alcohol. Nick Reilly, Pabst Blue Ribbon's vice president of marketing, said, uh, We apologize about the language and content of our recent tweets. The tweets in question were written in poor judgment by one of our associates, Reilly said in a statement. In no way does the content of these tweets reflect the value of Pabst and our associates. We're handling the matter internally and have removed the tweets from our social platforms. Paps Blue Ribbon's wet January campaign began on January 1st when it wrote, What if January wasn't dry? Along with a photo of beer-carrying people in rain jackets. The next day, PBR tweeted again, Most months have 30 days. Some have less. Only one month has 31 days. Wet January. That tweet is just uh, factually wrong, though. <laughs> like, March has 31 days. And that's just like two months after January. You should have known about that one. While many Twitter users were quick to comment and create related memes of their own, at least one non-beer brand also weighed in. Slim Jim's official account (laughs) replied this morning to PBR's now-deleted tweet. You know, the one where they encourage us all to eat ass. 
Slim Jim tweeted that legal must have off until the 4th of January. For all the fuss about PBR's beyond tasteless tweet that got deleted, they still are running tons of tweets about wet January, wrote David Berkowitz, a senior vice president of uh, corporate marketing at Media Ocean. Uh, that's in equally poor taste, given that it's grade school sexual innuendo combined with making light of people trying to push back against alcoholism. Since this morning, PBR's Twitter account has not posted anything other than the word beer. <laughs> they just tweeted beer. Let's play it safe today, guys. Just, just tweet what we are. Beer. They also retweeted a 2012 tweet that says, Pap's truck full of bees. Not beer, bees. What the fuck is going on over at PBR? Are they all drunk? They're all drunk. They're all participating in wet January. All right, second story we have for you today. Well, the future is here, and for once, I'm not talking about the monkey future. This is better than the monkey future. Maybe. I guess it all depends on how it's implemented. A Japanese professor. Oh, you know, the Japanese come up with the best stuff. Well, now a Japanese professor has developed a prototype lickable TV screen. Just to play devil's advocate here. TV screens right now are currently lickable. They just don't taste great. That's the real innovation uh, that this professor came up with. Uh, the, the screen imitates food flavors. Yet another step towards creating a multi-sensory viewing experience that will primarily just be used for pornography. Look, the adult entertainment industry has always been at the forefront of new technology. Why would this be any different? I wonder what's easier to imitate. Food flavors or like the taste of pussy or butthole? Could you imagine how embarrassing it would be if you're like a 14-year-old boy and you're caught by your parents watching one of these films? Like, you, you bought a lickable porn Blu-ray or you, you, you downloaded a movie and you're, you're whacking off, you're watching this, this scene, you're, you're licking the TV and your parents walk in, your hand is on your cock, your big fat tongue is pressed up on the TV screen right where the actress's cunt is at. Hi, ma'am. I didn't think you were going to be getting home soon. Oh, my God, Brian. Take your tongue off that TV, pussy. Sorry. Sorry, Mom. You have a TV in your bedroom. Why would you use the living room? TV's bigger. And you're telling me you had to lick an 85-inch vagina. What is wrong with you? The device is called TTTV. Titty TV. No, it's a Taste the TV or TTTV. Uh, it uses a carousel of 10 flavor canisters that spray in combination to create the taste of a particular food. The flavor sample then rolls on hygienic film oh, over a flat screen TV for the viewer to try. In the COVID-19 era, this kind of technology can enhance the way people connect and interact with the outside world. That's according to uh, Meiji University professor Home Mayashida. The goal is to make it possible for people to have the experience of something like eating at a restaurant on the other side of the world, even while staying home. This will never catch on, and I'll tell you why. Long before this idea of lickable TVs, smell-o-vision, that was going to be the next big thing. And it sounds like it would be easier to accomplish. With lickable TVs, you, you got to mix flavors together and you've got to have that film so y'all aren't spreading germs and stuff. Meanwhile, with smell-o-vision, you just you, you spray a couple scents, you mix those, pss, comes out in a mist. 
fills the room. Everyone can enjoy the stink. Yet smell-o-vision never really caught on. Uh, Mayashida works with a team of about 30 students that has produced a variety of flavor-related devices, uh, including a fork that makes food taste richer. He says he built the TTTV prototype. <laughs> Sounds like someone stuttering. Can I watch the TV? Uh, he built the TTT prototype himself over the past year. And then a commercial version would cost about $875 to make. My question is, how many flavors can this thing produce? It uses 10 flavor canisters, but it, you know it's sprayed in combination. So there might be like three or four canisters spraying to create a, a particular food or taste or whatever. How many flavors can it produce in total? That's what I want to know. Potential applications can include distance learning if you want to, you know, become like a wine expert or a cook, tasting games and quizzes. Yashida has also been in talks with companies about using his spray technology for applications like a device that can apply a pizza or chocolate taste to a slice of toasted bread. So now he just wants to fake food. That might be good for like uh, children who are picky eaters. You could mask the taste of broccoli and turn it into like mac and cheese or something. Might just have a hit on your hands. Uh, one student demonstrated the TV for reporters, uh, telling the screen she wanted to taste sweet chocolate. After a few tries, that means it did not work. Uh, an automated voice repeated the order, and uh, Flavor Jets spritzed a sample onto a plastic sheet. What well, was one of the canisters chocolate flavor? Because that's not that impressive. But if you know, if it mixed like four or five different flavors to get a chocolate taste, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, it's kind of like milk chocolate. <laughs> That's not really a ringing endorsement of the flavor. It's kind of like milk chocolate. It's sweet, like a chocolate sauce. I think this idea might require a few more years in the lab, you know. All right, final story we have for you today. Federal prosecutors in Tennessee announced Tuesday that they charged a woman with interfering with a flight crew accusing her of kicking and hitting flight attendants and screaming that she wanted to get off the plane. The incident aboard a Spirit Air... Of course, Spirit Airlines flight from Florida. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Yeah, it was a flight from Florida to Nashville. Uh, it occurred on November 27th after two airline passengers asked to change seats because a woman's disruptive behavior made them feel uncomfortable. The woman, a 43-year-old named Amanda Renee Henry, had acted flirtatious and, quote, made lewd sexual advances towards the passengers, placing her hands on both of them and then even laying her head on one passenger's shoulder. A flight attendant told federal authorities that Henry, who appeared drunk, grew irate and belligerent. So she's a she's a mean drunk. Uh, once the men moved to different seats. Oh, she didn't like being denied. The complaint said Henry grew even more disruptive when the flight attendants asked her to move to a different row, away from the emergency exits. When they requested that Henry move, she refused and grabbed her carry-on bag and ran towards the front of the aircraft, screaming, I'm getting off this plane! They were in the air at the time, though. I hope that carry-on bag contained a parachute. Another flight attendant blocked Henry from getting to the main cabin door and began to restrain her, at which time Henry began to kick and hit the flight attendant. Henry also assaulted the other flight attendant who assisted in trying to restrain her. 
Yeah, according to one news source here, she's accused of attacking flight attendants who tried to restrain her, punching, kicking, and pulling one of the flight attendants by the ponytail. She eventually was restrained, and a passenger helped uh, to keep her calm for the rest of the flight. Flight attendants have faced a surge in bad behavior by passengers. We've read many stories like this uh, in the past year or so. Driven in large part by disputes over a mask mandate for air travelers, the FAA has received 5,779 reports of unruly behavior this year and launched 325 enforcement cases. I don't have any audio from this particular flight, or really any airline freakout today, but I do have a fight between a, uh, a masked customer and an unmasked customer who has been asked to leave many times. She refuses. The masked guy is just, he's not taking any shit today. Fucking putting everybody else at risk. Get the fuck away from me. I wonder if he's a sassy gay. You have no mask on and you're in a store where you're not supposed to be without one. That's none of your business. It is my business. No, it's not. Fuck off, you stupid cunt. She is standing close to him. That is cunty behavior. Breathing down this guy's neck. I am definitely leaning towards homosexual here, though. By the way, what's your name? Because you told me to get out from here. So I'm going to call the manager, and I'm going to tell uh, them. That great. You, you call the manager, but in the meantime, get six feet away you. from me, you stupid I'm bitch. I'm talking to you. Get away <laughs> from me now. No mask. No. Get out. No, 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 no. I actually think gay guys can get away with calling women cunts to their faces. Just seems more acceptable than uh, when a straight guy does it, you know? I know that's not fair, but that's how the world works. We're an oppressed minority. You're a no, fucking no, 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 cunt. Plus, gay guys no, no, no. say cunt way better than Don't straight guys. So. Yeah, I know. Get out of my way. No mask on, you fucking cunt. Get out of my way. You're a cunt. You are a cunt. That's how gay guys say it. And they walk real fast and they're swinging their arms. You're a cunt. Hey, honey, you're a cunt. Get out of my way. I got things to do and people to blow. And straight guys call women cunts. There's always that possibility it's going to also get physically violent, you know? You fucking cunt! Straight guys like to put their hands on women, you know? Really show them who's boss, who's the man! I'm the man, you're the cunt! Meanwhile, gays don't want anything to do with women, right? I don't want to touch her. They treat the whole situation like it's a scene from Dynasty or something. Like Knott's Landing, one of those old primetime soaps where the women are always fighting, saying catty shit to one another. Gay guys relish that word, cunt. That's why they say it so great. You're a cunt. All right. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of thoughts about the word cunt. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Well, we are uh, trying to catch up here on voicemails. I'm backlogged not only on regular voicemails, but uh, Patreon calls. You know, if you pledge $5 to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. I think we should be able to uh, catch up today on those. There are other ways to contact me, show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. And of course, don't forget the Discord. That's where all of our freaks hang out, all the listeners of DV. Uh, if you'd like to chat with them, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at DistortedView.com. It's free, of course, and, uh, you know, it's a fun time. There's over a thousand uh, members, I guess, and uh, you could be a part of it. Again, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at DistortedView.com. Well, I think, well... What can I say? I think your site is a bit rubbish. Thank you. To be honest with you. Having said that, I think your programs are very good. 
Program's good. Website's rubbish. To get your thousands of previous um, episodes on. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. Having but- trouble with the archives? Email me. I will try to provide some free tech support. Eventually, the goal is to have all of the uh, the archives available on Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe that way. And I'm trying to figure out uh, how to do that on Spotify as well. You we know exactly what uh, your problem is, and I can try to help you. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. But yeah, Cat Lady and all the other people are quite funny. All right, seems to like everyone, and, and he likes the show. He just he just dislikes the website. Hey, Timmy, it's uh, Rob from Texas here. Um, Rob? I am very behind on your shows. Uh, it's currently, I just finished the September 26th show, but y'all were talking about, uh, well, it got brought up again in the voicemail, Circuit City, DivX, all that shit. Um, do you know what else Circuit City, uh, invented that's actually the biggest of, uh, company in this, uh, I guess, sector in the, in the United States or possibly the world? Uh, CarMax. They are the largest used car retailer uh, at least in the U.S. Right, I think I did read something about that. Like, Cir- Circuit City had something to do with CarMax? Maybe even in the world. But yeah, they started, uh, Circuit City started CarMax. Uh, and then after a few years, Circuit City started doing not too hot, and CarMax was like, yo, fuck this, we're going to go... Uh, <laughs> they bailed. We're going to separate from y'all. So Circuit City, Circuit City was like, we created you! You'd be nothing without us! Yeah. There's just a little bit of a interesting history there for you, Timmy Boo. Yeah, Circuit City created CarMax. Kind of interesting. I think this is Love Lady Cat Lady. She may be dying here. Like, her last dying breath is going to be her calling into the voicemail line. I, I can't understand what you're saying, but I am very concerned for you, Love Lady Cat Lady. And that's the last time she called, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't. I hope she's alive. I got another present in the mail, by the way. I think from Love Lady Cat Lady. It's a, a purple T-shirt. This is the second purple T-shirt she gave me, by the way. I think it was her that gave me the Daddy T-shirt last year. Now I got one that says. Uh, it's something like, uh, I'm into weird shit, or I like weird shit. Hey, Tim, <laughs> it's the real Haley's Comet with a couple quick comments for the fake Haley's Comet. The most okay. recent one, anyway. Uh, first of all... Yes, yeah, a, a fake Haley's Comet. Yeah, there's, there's multiple fake Haley's Comets that call in. They sound nothing like him, but I, I, we, we played one yesterday on the show. I think that's who he's referring to here. Haley's Comet, the most recent one, anyway. Uh, first of all, excellent impression. I think you're one of the best uh, Im- impressions of my voice I've heard so far. Uh, second, your uh, bits that did not age well uh, idea. I-, I think I think that's a good one, and I think it's good enough that you you should come up with your own call-in name. Don't piggyback off my name recognition. You, you could be Kaylee's Hummet. Deserve or recognition you know? in your own right for that idea, especially if you're going to keep doing it. Uh, and finally, uh, my wife has never pegged me. That's way too dominant a thing for her to do. <laughs> I'm the daddy. Maybe you could be like, I'm trying to think of usernames for this guy. He could be a different comet. He could be like Hailbop, the only other comet I know. <laughs> That's just because of the Heaven's Gate cult. Hi, Timmy Boo. It's little baby faggot. Hello, Mr. I think faggot. I'm your favorite is faggot. I'd like to think so. I'm not gay, but you know. 
that's how these things go. Anyways, I don't know. Is little baby faggot my favorite faggot? Well, Roy Killer War is dead. So I guess, yes, you're you're my most favorite living. Also had a sleep study done uh, on the 30th of December, so just recently. How'd that go? And I got a good score. I had 85 interruptions. Holy shit! I had like 12 or 15 or something. You had 85 per hour? Per hour. And um, the CPAP machine that I'm currently using doesn't work because my brain's oh, broke. To be fair, you know, I talked to the nurse today and she's like, that number is probably really low. You're probably much higher, but but you didn't get much sleep, so uh, I guess tomorrow I'll find out what my true number is. I mean, it might be up to 85. We'll compare notes. Okay. So uh, I have to get what's called an ASV, which is basically a type of ventilator. <laughs> You're on a ventilator now. Not a not necessarily Holy shit. a CPAP. So um, I'm trying to get one, but it looks like there's a two to three month wait. Yeah. Like so in the interim time, I guess I'll just regularly die in my sleep as well. I feel like when you get to that level, the hospital should be able to loan you. They've got to have a spare one around. You're not breathing more than you're breathing at night. You know what I mean? Well, I feel for you, man. I don't know what to tell uh, you. Let me know how you're doing. I hope everything's going well. Yeah. Love you, Kenibu. Love you, too. I hope you get your machine ASAP. Fucking COVID man and their supply chain shortages. I blame the Asians. Because of you Chinese people. Asians, you do a lot. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I don't want to hear about you eating dumplings either. Keep that to yourself, Asians. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Watch you guys email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Fuck off, you stupid cunt. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Tomorrow uh, will be a Sideshow exclusive program. I should say the next episode of DB will be a Sideshow exclusive one. And then after that, I will do one more episode for uh, everyone this week. Uh, Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Diabetes, 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 diabetes testing supplies. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.